0: Welcome to longtrailpodcast.com, a new series of podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail, the oldest long-distance hiking trail in the United States. We are podcasting from Delray Beach, Florida, our home during our non-hiking months. I'm Tumble, and my husband, who is also my hiking partner, is rough. Today's podcast is entitled, Preparing Your Own Trail Meals for Vegans and Non-Vegans. Ruff and I have been eating vegan since 1988. When we decided to hike the long trail, we had a hard time finding prepackaged vegan meals. We were further limited in our options by my many food allergies. There was nothing left to do but design our own vegan meals for the trail. Since then we have encountered many other vegans and non-vegan hikers who have expressed interest in how we managed to remain vegan on the trail. In this podcast you will learn the basics for designing vegan meals on the trail and how you can adapt these basic ideas for making your own vegan or non-vegan meals for the trail. Whether you are vegan or not there are several advantages to making your own trail meals. First, We noticed the weight and bulk of most prepackaged trail foods and we decided we didn't want to pack in and pack out the extra weight of commercial packaging. Instead we packaged our meals in resealable freezer weight plastic bags that weigh much less than commercial bags. The lighter weight packaging helped lower our overall pack weight. Second, because the bags were reusable, they appealed to us for environmental reasons. Third, making our own meals meant we could have some of our favorite home cooked meals on the trail. Fourth, making our own meals allowed us to customize serving sizes to suit our appetites. Our goal was to prepare just the right amount of food for each meal so that we didn't waste any food. We didn't run out of food and we didn't have to carry more than we ate. We also learned to make allowances for changes in appetite during a long distance hike. During the last week of our end-to-end hike, my appetite waned and I could barely gag down my share of our meals while Ruff was threatening to eat the bark off the trees. It was a happy coincidence for us that he could eat what I couldn't. How much food to carry? Ruff and I carried five to seven days worth of food between our resupply points. Our maximum pack weight including food and water was 22 pounds for me and 25 pounds for Ruff. We each carried less than a pound of food a day including breakfast, snacks and dinner. How much food you carry will depend on your appetite and the distances between your resupply points. Trail Kitchen I recommend that you make trial runs of all meals you plan to take with you using your camping equipment to prepare the meals and to eat them. This will give you a chance to judge measurements, the number of utensils you need, and whether you'll need additional cooking or serving receptacles. Making your meals at home can also help you decide the correct portion sizes for you. Remember that pack it in, pack it out, applies not only to trash, but also to leftover food, so don't take more than you can eat. Offering food to other hikers is one way to unload it, but leaving it in a shelter is definitely not cool. My kitchen equipment consists of a three piece titanium set which includes a one liter pot, a cup, and a lid. The main pot has an attached collapsible handle, a nested cup with collapsible handle, and a lid. I cooked in the main pot. One of us ate from that and the other from the cup which was refilled as needed from the main pot. We each carried a Lexon spork. We stored our Snow Peak stove which weighs 3.2 ounces inside the cook pot and we each carried a small gas canister. When to set up your kitchen and cook a meal is a personal preference. Some hikers eat a cold breakfast of cereal bars and a hot lunch later on the trail. Others eat a hot breakfast and a cold dinner. Sometimes hikers look forward to eating a meal at a look-off or ski run. When you decide to cook will affect where you store your cook set in your pack. If you plan on stopping on the trail during the day, you'll want your cook set handy. But if you don't plan on cooking until dinner, then you can pack it deeper in your pack. What foods to carry? There are some basic decisions we made about what foods to carry. As much as we love fresh fruits and vegetables, we did not regularly carry any on our hike. Here's our thinking on that. I don't remember the exact ratio, but fresh fruits and vegetables are something like 80-90% to water. Water is heavy about 8 pounds per gallon. Since we were already carrying water, we opted for dried fruits and vegetables and drank plenty of water, which you need to do anyway. So we got two benefits, lighter weight nutrients and greater awareness of the need to stay hydrated on the trail. Since we are vegan, we didn't carry meat, eggs, dairy, or cheeses. Anyone wanting to carry such items may be doing so for their protein value. If so, remember that the best time to eat protein is at night because that's when your body makes the most efficient use of protein for the repair work it performs while you sleep. As an alternative to carrying perishable proteins and for an added protein boost, we carried a vegan protein powder spiked with Kool-Aid which we drank every night after dinner as our nightcap. Here's what we ate, when, and why. Your personal appetite will determine what meals you want to eat and your individual serving sizes. For that reason, I have not included measurements in the meal preparations I am about to describe, but I will tell you how to determine your own serving sizes. Also, the meals I describe may not be to your liking, but I hope they will give you some ideas for putting together meals you will like. Starting with breakfast. We front-loaded our day with carbohydrates for long, slow-burning energy that lasted all morning. Ruff alternated cream of rice one morning with instant oatmeal the next. He measured out individual servings of each into separate resealable snack bags. He then added raisins and cinnamon and brown sugar or maple crystals. Maple crystals taste like, but way less than maple syrup, and don't need to be refrigerated. For my breakfast, I preferred soup. I carried a variety of dried soup mixes that I removed from their commercial packing and repackaged into plastic snack bags. I also carried some soup mixes that I made from noodles or instant rice mixed with dried veggies, miso powder, bouillon, or other spices. On the outside of each package we taped the directions for making the meal such as how much water to add, how long to boil, and how long to let it set. Now for lunch. Throughout the day we snacked on nuts mixed with dried fruits such as mango, pineapple, apricots, dates, and raisins. Ruff also nibbled on a cliff bar he carried in his pocket. The nuts provided a steady flow of protein, and the sugar in the dried fruits gave us quick energy boosts. Lunch, as a meal, was identified only by the fact that we stopped longer to eat and rest and had set aside a special snack for that time, such as tofurkey jerky, stonewall jerky, or primal spirit primal strips on to dinner. My goal was to have five to seven different dinners in each resupply box. I began with three of our favorite meals, chili, refried beans and black beans and rice. I put two servings of instant uh, instant chili in a sandwich size resealable bag with some instant rice. Once again, a serving size and the amount of rice was based on our appetites. In another bag, I placed a serving for two of refried beans. A third bag contained a serving for two of black beans and instant rice with dried onion, garlic, a dash of dried lime zest, and a little cumin. On the outside of each bag, I affixed a piece of masking tape with cooking instructions. I repeated making these three meals until I had a set for each of our resupply boxes. Ruff carried a mini bottle of Tabasco sauce for these three meals and put mini refills in each resupply box. With three dinners packaged for each resupply box, I had only two or four more dinners to make for each box, depending on how many days to our next resupply box. Since we would be eating the same three meals in each resupply box, I wanted the other meals in the box to be as different as possible. I started with a variety of quick-cooking grains: quinoa, instant brown rice, whole wheat couscous, orzo, and Chinese noodles (ramen and cellophane). Quinoa is rumored to be the gold of the Incas. It contains more protein than any other grain. It looks like a miniature pearl and cooks like rice. For instance, place one half cup quinoa in one cup water, bring to a boil. Boil for 5 minutes. Cover and let set for 15 minutes. I like to lightly toast the quinoa first and then add the water and boil. It gives it a sweeter nuttier taste. Instant couscous whole wheat or plain is a semolina pasta rolled into 1 millimeter granules and coated with flour. Add it to boiling water, cover, turn off the flame, and it's ready to eat in 5 minutes. Orzo is a rice-shaped pasta made from semolina. Add 3 eighths cup orzo to each cup of boiling water and cook uncovered 7 to 10 minutes. As for instant rice and noodles, the package instructions vary for the different brands. To prepare my additional dinner meals, I put enough for two servings of each grain or pasta into separate plastic bags. Then I mixed and matched each grain or pasta with some dried veggies that I bought from JustTomatoes.com such as corn, carrots, peas, tomatoes, onions, garlic, mushrooms, etc. Just Tomatoes carries many more veggies but they no longer carry dried mushrooms. However you can buy dried mushrooms at your local grocery or health food store. After matching veggies to grains, I selected spices or gravies to go with them. This is where your creativity and personal preferences come into play. You can mix your own spices or buy ready-made ones in the grocery store. I spiced up these simple grain and veggie mixtures with Indian, Italian, Oriental, Jamaican and other spice combinations. Try these at home before you go on the trail to make sure you add enough spice, but not too much. Finally, I added a smaller plastic bag containing any ingredients that had to be added separately, such as gravy or toppings like sesame seeds, nuts, or seasoning packs. For instance, I found that one or two cubes of vegan bouillon added to the boiling water used to cook the grains or pasta Gave the meal a little more body and seemed to enhance the spices. For the most complicated meal I made, mushrooms and gravy with veggies over orzo pasta, I added a package of Seitenbacher, an instant vegan gravy mix. On the outside of the plastic bags, I taped the name of the meal and directions for making it. I replicated this process until I had made enough dinners for us for as many nights as we thought we'd be on the trail. I then weighed each dinner and wrote the weight on the label. In addition to dinners, I added two fruit salads to each resupply box. Just Tomatoes carries organic and non-organic freeze-dried fruits that rehydrate nicely on the trail. We preferred the mixed berries rehydrated with a little packet of sugar. I also packaged a serving for two of rice protein powder for each night on the trail. I added a sprinkling of different flavored Kool-Aids to the protein powder, but didn't label the packages. Each night we tried to guess the flavor. It sounds corny, but we looked forward to this little treat and game. Once I had assembled all the meals, we addressed the resupply boxes and counted how many meals we would need for each box. On the inside flap of each resupply box, I listed the number of breakfasts, lunches, and dinners we would need before our next resupply box. For example, a box flap might read five breakfasts, six lunches, five dinners. Then into each box, we placed the appropriate number of individually packaged breakfasts, snacks, and lunches. We added one package of each of our favorite three dinners, chili, refried beans, and black beans and rice. Then we lined up the remaining grain and pasta-based dinners and decided how to distribute them throughout the hike until all the boxes had the correct number of meals. In the end, each box contained our breakfasts, snacks, lunches, three favorite dinners, a variety of other dinners, two fruit salads, and a protein pack for each night. Here's how we distributed the food between our packs when we reached a resupply box. In our packs, we each carried a food bag and placed in it our individual breakfasts, snacks, and lunch, and half of the dinners we would need until our next resupply. The weights I had written on the label of each dinner for two package helped us divide the dinners so that neither of us ended up carrying all the heavier ones. On the trail, we alternated which food bag we ate from. Whosever turn it was, selected the dinner to eat that night from his or her pack. I always chose the heaviest dinner in my pack first. Ruff always chose his favorite, chili. To cook the chili refried beans and beans and rice, I simply added them to boiling water, stirred and cooked five minutes, covered the pot, removed it from the flame, and let it set for 10 to 15 minutes. For the grain-based meals, I added the bouillon, dried veggies, and spices to the appropriate amount of boiling water for whatever grain the package contained. I then added the grains or pasta and cooked for the appropriate time, turned off the flame, and then depending on the density of the grain or pasta, let it set to finish cooking. This is why it's important to cook these meals at home so you can get an idea of how long to cook them and how long to let them set after turning off the flame. Make sure you practice at home with your cook pot and camp stove. Our smaller circumference pot on our camp stove cooks meals a lot differently than a wide-bottomed pot on our kitchen stove. Determining your serving size To calculate serving sizes that match your appetite, Start by making the single serving size printed on the grain and pasta box. Even though you are making a smaller portion, use the same cooking methods and times as printed on the package. Then add a small measured amount of dried veggies and spices and keep track of how much you use. Add more until you get the right amount. You may get it right the first time or you may have to take another pass at it. Preparing your own meals on the trail, whether vegan or not, is possible, and with a little planning and creativity can be fun and satisfying. I hope our experience with eating vegan on the trail inspires you to create some tasty meals of your own. See you on the trail! This has been a presentation of LongTrailPodcast.com. We hope you will return and enjoy future podcasts about Vermont's Long Trail. Until then, this is Tumble of Rough and Tumble, Long Trail End to End, 2003.